Welcome to the Chasing Passion Podcast. My name is Dom and I'm your host. Each week, I bring on a passionate person to help you discover your own passion in life and how to begin pursuing it. Thanks for spending some time with me today and let the episode begin. This week, I sit down with a product manager in HostPot, Graham O'Connor. Graham initially began his career in software engineering and eventually transitioned into product management, which he absolutely adores. In this episode, we discuss the day-to-day life as a product manager, along with the challenges and the skills that come along with it. Just to provide some context, um, product management is basically you being the CEO of your own product within the company. I hope you enjoy listening to the podcast as much as I enjoy recording it. And without further ado, let's jump right in. Graham, welcome to the show. Thanks, thanks for having me. So the first question I want to ask you is who you are, what are you all about, and what do you currently do? Yeah, so uh, my name is Graham O'Connor. Um, I'm a product manager um, at HubSpot. And so, yeah, I've been working in software just over 10 years now, um, working in product management for about two and a half years. And so uh, at HubSpot here, I uh, work on a team. It's called the self-service team. And we build out products for our service hub line that are really with the intention of like helping customers to help themselves. So it's all based around how you can get you know, customers to, to self-serve rather than having to reach out to businesses, you know, so that's, that's our focus as a team here. Mm. And what actually got you into product management? So like, let's go a little bit way back. Yeah. So how did you initially, like, what was your first job and what kind of made the transition yeah. into product management? Yeah, I'd say when you, you talk to um, a lot of product managers, they tend to never have like, you know, this intention years ago of like you know product management that's that's what i want to do it tends to be like something that um most people kind of not fall into but they you know go on different journeys and start different places and and end up seeing this product management position at you know a different company or whatever and and feel it's a real fit for them and end up doing it so you know my story um so i was originally a software engineer i studied software engineering in in dcu for four years and so I, I did various different roles before this. So when I came out of college, I was um, first I did a business intelligence. So I was a business intelligence uh, consultant. And so I did that for about uh, close to two years. Um, and that was very much, I'd say, very database focused, a lot of data warehousing, that sort of work. And, and you know, like a lot of people, you, you come out of college and you take your first job. It probably wasn't, you didn't really know what you're getting into. You're yeah. just trying to figure out the industry, really. And and so, you know, after doing that for a while, it wasn't really what I what I wanted. It wasn't really my intention. It wasn't really what I pictured myself doing. So I wanted to get more back back more into like what I consider like proper programming, proper engineering. And um, I worked for a company that made uh, solutions for airlines. After that, so we made you know uh, booking engines for for you know big airlines and, and shipping companies around the world. So I did that for about a year, which was a lot of fun. Really enjoyed that. It was actually on a team with some friends of mine from college. And so it was during that period of time that, you know, I was making these custom solutions and really wanted to do, you know, product, like proper product with, you know, a long-term vision. You're not just working on these like six-month, three-month product pro- projects. And so um, I took down my first uh, job, again, as a software engineer, and uh, at an online payments company, um, Relax Payments. And so I was working for them for uh, close to three years. And it was really there where I learned a lot about product and what it took to make, um, you know, a great product. And so 
I did that for, yeah, like I said, three years, and that was a really interesting time. It was about 50 people when I started in that company, and I went through this amazing growth time when I was there. So I think when I left, there was maybe about 250 people. And and then I moved to HubSpot in, in 2014. And again, um, since I've been here, um, you know, when this company as well has gone through an amazing growth stage. And I find when you go to companies when you're in that stage is really where you learn a lot, you know, because you really get mm. thrown into different places. You figure yourself out. You're in the deep end all the time. So I came here again as a software engineer um, did that for close to three years. And I think it was really my time here then that I kind of felt like, this felt, is it. Yeah, I felt I felt drifting myself. Yeah, myself drifting more t- towards product, and I think I think where that was, um, you know, I was lucky enough at HubSpot here to work at kind of brand new products, and at the time we we're we we're toying around with different ideas, maybe different businesses. It was quite experimental. We were originally a team in what we called like a labs division at the start here, so I got exposed to a lot of you know not just the engineering side of software, but really like the business side of software and what it takes to get, you know, product market fit and what it takes to get, you know, customers actually using your software, what it takes to get it to market. And and I loved it. And I, I, I wanted to do more and more of that. And I felt myself really, uh, you know, gravitating towards doing things like that, the kind of business side of things, the, the strategy, the vision, all that sort of stuff, uh, more so than, than coding on a day-to-day mm-hmm. basis. Um. So I actually took a break. I took a career break. I spent took eight months out. I went traveling South America for a while, which was Daddy. great. Um, and then when I came back, um, yeah, I, I thought about: did I want to do my own startup? Did I want to, you know, do you know product manager role? Um, I decided I didn't want to do my own startup um, at that time. So uh, this opportunity um, arose at HubSpot here, and so yeah, I've been doing doing product here for over two years now, and it's, it's been absolutely fantastic, really good. Yeah, yeah. and before I'll probably ask you about the startup uh, yeah. later on, yeah. but before I do that, um, mm. I want to ask you like, what kind of person were you in school? Like, what kind of things were you interested by? Because I always feel like when you're a child, yeah. you're naturally drawn towards you know what you want to do maybe in the future. Yeah, like for me, I chose computer science because I thought you know problem solving is pretty cool. Yeah, it's a technical skill. I think it would mm. be relevant. So that that was my kind of choice like i'm yeah. curious to know why did you choose computer science yeah and so on so yeah i was always or in, software engineering sorry. yeah like so i was always into technology like mm-hmm. from a very young age okay um you know even at the start it's really just like you know just even computer games yeah. you know and i remember my cousin got his uh he got an amiga i think that was my first introduction to computers um and we just i go over to his house and we just we play games and then there was like some super gritty stuff there at the time where you could try and make your own things on the Amiga and stuff like <laughs> that and we'd give it a go. But it was always yeah. something I was incredibly interested in. Um, I think in school and stuff, I wasn't a standout student or anything like that. I'd say I was pretty middle-of-the-line kind yeah. of student. Um, mm-hmm. You know, outside of that sort of stuff, like, I just loved playing football. I was I was playing sport as much as I could. I, you know, still try and do as much as I can but <laughs> yeah. like definitely less a lot less these days um yeah so it, like technology is something I always gravitated always towards yeah okay. always passionate mm-hmm. technology I always loved my gadgets I like yeah okay I was always up to date on what was coming out like you know it's just it was everything for me you know and I, I always wanted to to really uh, you know, I had this idea in my head when I was entering college at the time. I really wanted to get into R and D. I didn't even know what that meant, 
but I knew I wanted to be working on something that was going to, you know, create some sort of new technology or what, you know, whatever that is, yeah, to, yeah, yeah. To, you know, to make an impact. And, you know, as you get into it, I, I didn't actually see myself as a problem solver before mm-hmm. I got into this. And, you know, when you get into it, you start to discover these new skills that you didn't realize you've even yeah. had, you know, and, and as I got into it, I, I discovered, geez, I'm a great problem solver and I really, really enjoy it. So, mm-hmm. You know, so that's where I'm at now. Where, like problem solving is really, I enjoy it. I, like I absolutely love it, you know. So would you yeah. say problem solving is a core aspect of uh, product management? Not necessarily. I'd say like, I think, first of all, I say like every product manager is definitely different. I think mm-hmm. every product manager yeah, has, course, yeah. has their own different strengths and they bring different pieces to the table. Yeah. Um, you know, the way it kind of works, say, in here, and again, every product team is different in different companies. And I'd say the role of a product manager is is different in every company as well. And um, the, the way we kind of work things here is we have, um, you know, each each product team is very much autonomous and owns, owns their piece of the larger pie, let's just say. Um, and each of these teams are made up of a team of software engineers, um, a technical lead, a designer and a product manager and so um generally you know the role of the product manager here it's not necessarily to like you know solve these problems on your own that's like definitely not the way it's it's really to surface the problems to really understand the customer you, you know you're very much the voice of the customer on the team and you know the customer inside out how they think what their problems are what gives them anxiety the pain they're feeling day to day and you know we bring those problems to the team and we really you know work on them together as a unit uh to come up with great solutions to these problems you know mm. so um while i say problem solving is is an aspect to it i wouldn't say it's like the only aspect to it there's so a lot you're of kind of you're, you're kind of like managing all these different teams and trying to put everything together to create the best possible product yeah i mentioned um customer experience and i'm very mm. curious because like you guys are obviously working in an office yeah how does how how do you interact with the customer like how does a pm interact with yeah, a customer? yeah and for those pm is a product manager yeah <laughs> yeah so um various different ways mm-hmm. um w- one thing we do here like so a couple of different things we do and it also it, it changes based on i'd say the stage you are at the product right. so you know when i first started in the product here just over two years ago you know, the product had no customers, nobody was using it. And I was very much reaching out to to people who I think would be interested in people, you know, who might use this. Now obviously we have loads of customers here at HubSpot, so you know, to to get those people together was was quite easy. So generally what we do is uh, you know, we might reach out to them um via email and then we'd set up, you know, video calls with them and, you know, have a different uh, you know, set of questions for them. Um and then later on, like the way it works, you know, that's how it would very much work at an early stage, or like when we're just reaching out, just really trying to do discovery work, trying to get to, you know, what are the main problems these people are mm. facing in this area. And then we reached like later on when we might put some concepts together, we'd again reach out to them. Um, again, we, we, we put them over video calls and we might put some, you know, mocked up screens in front of them and really right, try and get them test, to step yeah. through the software or, you know, not even software. These are just designs. Yeah. Um, once we have working software, again, we we bring them through it. And then once we have something there, we, we, we tend to get a lot of feedback from customers uh, through the actual product itself. So, you know, us as PMs here, we're always looking for feedback on our products and we leave something there within the app where customers can reach out to us, tell them how satisfied they are with the mm, product, yeah. and then we'd often reach out to them. But it's constant, like lots of emailing, lots of video calls. Um, you know, I spend a lot of my time just speaking to customers 
you know every day of the week you know and speaking about time like what yeah. would you say is like your typical day as a product manager yeah like what do you do when you come to the office yeah and what do you do when you leave like what yeah. was what's kind of the period yeah i'd say that? i'd say like what's great about the role what i really like about mm-hmm. it is most of the time no two days are the same you know there's certain aspects of the day that yeah. you know are are quite similar like so you know i start off my day here by like most people do going through all their emails uh you know we use slack here and uh, so seeing all those messages have come over to my slack overnight um so that's typically how i start off my day um then you know my 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 days really consist of like as a pm there's there's quite a few meetings so that can be meetings with your your team um within like what we call our triad and then also our stand-up you know we'd have that on a weekly basis where mm-hmm. we stand up the entire team and we talk through what's going on this week um at a large company like this um there i think there must be around 100 product teams here at this stage and and wow. generally when you know you're trying to get a product here you're it's less so that you're very much isolated and can do this whole thing yourself and so there's a lot of interaction with other other product teams here right so there's a lot of communication to to get all these products working well together to to get all these pieces to fit together and and so there's a lot of that and again like a lot of talking to customers um around like you know how the product is today or you know uh doing you know research work on like potential new areas we might explore seeing more problems that are out there and and then there's a lot of um you know as a as a product manager you know communication is a big thing the way we we do that a lot is around like different presentations so you find yourself working in presentations a lot whether that be like pitching new ideas whether that be um putting together information on how well the product's doing areas we can improve upon um and then a lot of communication with the business in general so you know as a product manager you're not only the voice of the customer but you're also in a lot of ways the voice of the business bring it to the team so you know you need to be very much aware of the objectives and strategy of the overall business you need to talk to the services team the marketing team the sales team um so it's really on you that you know in terms of how well uh the the business is aware of your product what it does what it's what it has what what the future looks like all that sort of stuff so a lot of communication and when it yeah. comes to ideas, who comes up with ideas? Is it you or is it like the stakeholders? Like how how does yeah. how does that whole process work? I'd say like it's a very much what I like to say is like an organic process. Okay. You know? So, you know, when we start a product, we might like it always starts at problems. We don't, you know, some mistakes people would make is they start making software and the problem didn't even exist, you know. Mm-hmm. So so, you know, a lot of times it doesn't really start at an idea. We start to hear all these problems Mm -hmm. customers are having and we start to think you know hey is that something we're interested in solving and how big of an opportunity we think that is you know um so you know our customers don't come up with the solutions to those problems you know that's that's our job but the the ideas for the products come from the problems the problems yeah so when we hear these problems from our customers and you know we think geez this is this is a quite a clear pattern here this is coming up quite a lot there's a mm. big opportunity and that's when we start ideating you know coming up with these different solutions and that's very much a collaborative process between you know all aspects of the team from both like the product manager the designer and the engineers so it's 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 um a very much a collaborative process in coming up to the solution so it's not just problems. one person which is amazing yeah exactly exactly and, and i think that's to be honest like a, a big appeal of the what brought me here in the first yeah. place is that sort of culture. Originally, as an engineer, I liked that 
you know that collaborative process mm-hmm. is not just hey you know go code this and that's it it's very much a collaboration between your team to come up with your solution and, and you're you're part of that collaboration you know part of that is coding but part of it is also getting your ideas across too you know Hmm. yeah and all of this sounds really cool but what's yeah. the not so sexy part of the product management like is there anything out there that you just oh i need to do this like yeah there's always things like that in any job really yeah. so it might be paperwork whatever yeah yeah so. I, I i'd say um a lot of you know tech companies these days paperwork is definitely <laughs> not something we, we do a whole lot of um and again what i say um here as well it's it's not very process heavy and like that's okay. that's something that appeals to me a lot i think i think um originally and something you just get used to over time I, I i say i found when i first started the role because you have so many inputs from you know customers from all different areas of the business uh that can get quite overwhelming the amount of communication coming mm. into you and 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 i remember at the start doing this you know it's it's tough like when do i actually get to 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 do some work you know like you know what you deemed work at the start and like you know prioritizing based on all these different inputs was definitely tricky at the start but you know when when you get into it more and more uh i wouldn't say it's something i dislike anymore you kind of like drown out the noise and you can kind of see what's important what's not important um i don't think there's there's something that i could really say like i dislike it doesn't really stand out yeah yeah no. there's nothing really stand out like like mm. everybody i'm sure you have like different days or different weeks or oh, something yeah. really of pisses course, you yeah. off yeah but there's not like one thing as like oh i wish i could not just do this part of my job i genuinely enjoy the whole thing you know and and um yeah like it's it's, it's pretty good and yeah. what would you say is the favorite part about the job like what do you enjoy the most yeah yeah i'd say yeah one of the big differences you know, I'd say coming from an engineer to mm-hmm. to like a product manager is as an engineer, I found you had these nice uh, pieces more often where like you finish something and, you know, maybe it's a, you know, a feature or, you know, a certain bit of code and you're like, it's done and you feel this like sense of accomplishment. And I found as an engineer, you get that a lot more regularly. But to get something out in front of a customer and to actually then get the feedback takes a lot longer. So my, my favorite part of of product is is when you get that good customer feedback is when you know something that you've worked on thought about for months and people actually appreciate and it yeah, and yeah yeah and 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 you know it becomes a reality and and they talk about how you know you've solved it or you, not even you've solved it in a certain way but the words that they say is what you imagine them saying and what you really designed and engineered it to do and when mm-hmm. you hear them say that that's my favorite moment you know um i get so energized by that <laughs> uh, every single time like i <laughs> i don't think it'll ever not energize me when i see really good feedback and how they say oh this has really sped things up for me or this is so much better than this other piece of software i use like i just love that every single time so just just hearing the customer reactions and even still even hearing bad feedback is always good it's just getting it into people's hands and just hearing them use you know this bit of software that you know your team has has worked so hard on creating is is just Mm. brilliant and like you said with the bad feedback like i mean bad feedback is probably good feedback as well because you can just use it to improve i mean we so you know such thing exactly and you know one of the things we 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 talked about in the when we talked to customers at the very start is like hey go go as hard as you want to yeah, this, you yeah. know i find like customers f- find doing that easier over email than they would in a video call 
Um, but yeah, we want to hear, like, I personally, like, you know, I love hearing the good feedback. It makes me feel great. But I just as much love bad feedback as mm. well because that gives us, like, so much, you know, so many different areas to actually improve upon, you know, and gives us more direction and guidance, you know. So just the feedback in general, just hearing that is just it's just really good you know mm. yeah and i can only assume there's like always a constant like workload to do like there's always things yeah. on your on your to-do list on yeah. your calendar yeah. how do you manage your time like how do you prioritize what tasks you need to do first yeah. like how, how does that work for you yeah for me like so what i do on like a like personally managing my own work yeah um i'd say i generally have in my mind each week i'd have like five or six things that i really want to accomplish mm-hmm. and and then you know, the priority of those things might change throughout the week on a week-to-week basis. Mm-hmm. I use, like, Trello. I mm-hmm. have my own Trello board. And I basically just have two columns of, like, well, three columns. To do, done. Yeah, I have, like, this. Progress. I have this big column that's, like, all the things I have to do. Uh-huh. I'll then drag in the stuff I want to do this week into this. And then I drag it into done. And I empty done at the end of every week or the start of each Daddy. week. And so that feels good, you know, yeah. and, you, you know, you see, because <laughs> it, it can spiral these weeks here. And uh, so it's good to see at the end of the week, you're just like, oh, yeah, yeah, that, that was a good week, actually. Yeah. You know, you know, so, yeah. Especially when you're like, oh, I didn't do much. But then when you look at your Trello list, you're like, oh, look, I did. Yeah. All and that's, it, like, that's <laughs> it. It's a funny role in the sense that because some, I, again, that's something I kind of struggled with at the start is, you know, as an engineer, you kind of, you can deliver code and you can see like I did this, but you don't have a direct uh delivery you know mm. um what you're doing a lot of, and you don't really notice it as you get into it you're making so many micro decisions all the time you know questions 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 from the team and uh talking to different customers and all sorts of that so it all be kind can become quite a bit of a blur but and that's why i like to have those five or six things that what i would class as like my deep work things for the week mm. where i really have to knuckle down get some focus and get these things moving you know and just keep an eye on those things all the time because it can very easily just get caught up into just answering questions all the time you know you mentioned deep work are you aware, yeah. aware of uh, cal newport the uh, author of the work um focus no deep yeah work. i know yeah i actually haven't work, yeah. haven't read it's haven't excellent read it. it's really yeah good book. yeah i must i must put it on my list yeah i just thought i'll mention it yeah and how is success evaluated in product management like how yeah. do you know if you're successful yeah i mean ultimately it comes down to how good's the product you know and how do you know that customer yeah so you can measure that in in a couple of different ways so um you know obviously we want to make we want to make money you know uh so you know one way we measure it is like you know is this contributing to to revenue like are people who maybe were not buying before because for this certain reason are now buying because we have this offering uh we also would measure the usage of the product Mm -hmm. so you know how often are are users actually using the product so you know various you know companies would measure that in various different ways and different products here would measure different ways for Mm. for our product we look at like weekly active users so that's how many users are using a product on a weekly basis um and then we look at general satisfaction around the product so we'd run different satisfaction surveys and and you know obviously talk to customers a lot as well and see generally how satisfied uh they are with the product um, and then we'd also look at retention as well. So, you know, when people start using the product, do they, do they continuously use the product on a, you know, week-to-week basis as well? Hmm. 
Yeah. And where do you see product management in the future? Like, there's yeah. a lot of innovation currently. There's a lot of machine learning, AI, yeah. and so on. Yeah. Where do you see it going? Like, do you ever see like product managers being replaced or whatever? Like, what what are your kind of thoughts yeah. on the future of product management? I I genuinely don't see product management being replaced, mm-hmm. um, because the the where I see the world going, particularly with like things like ML and AI and all these things coming to play. I think one of the the most important skills as we move, you know, throughout the years is, is going to be communication, you know, and there's communicating to create like different products and stuff like that is I don't think is is it's going to be very hard to replace. Definitely not in our lifetime oh, yeah, anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and um, so I, I think there's always going to be a need for like human creativity, yeah, you know, human intuition, gut feeling, like. You know, good feeling yeah. in itself, just in human the emotion. word, is a human emotion. Exactly. Yeah. And, and to, you know, to really build great product, you really need to zoom into that human emotion. You know, we talked about anxiety. We talked about pain. We talked about sadness, happiness, yeah. all those sort oh, of yeah. things. And they're all yeah. human emotions. And it's, you know, it's very hard to, to gauge that in an automated way, you know. So, t- you know, at the end of the day, like a human interacts with software most of the time and and to really like it, they need to evoke, you know, need to evoke these human emotions. So, you know, you need a person yeah, absolutely. To, to be looking at that sort of stuff, you know? Yeah, I agree with yeah. that so much because, like, yeah. I always think about these things as well, like, you know, what jobs are going to get replaced? Yeah. And, like, like you said, communication, I agree 100%. Like, that's, like, yeah. how we communicate with one or, like, where attention is going. Yeah. Like, these things, like, emotions cannot be replaced by machines. Well, at least... Not for a good while. So yeah, yeah. I think we're all good. Yeah. And I'm curious to know, um, what you mentioned skills in yeah. product management. Yeah. What would you say are the most important skills to have as a product manager? Yeah. Well, definitely for me, communication is mm-hmm. number one. <laughs> you know. Yeah. And and because there's so many moving pieces, uh, to to getting one of these you know products out there, and not just being created, but actually being used, and uh, so there's getting that communication right is even just within your team is just essential. Like you need complete alignment. Everybody needs to be on the same page in order for for a product to to get delivered in a an efficient way, you know, in a somewhat speedy way. Um like other good skills, uh I, I actually really enjoy the psychological side of, of product. Oh okay. um uh psychology is is one of the things I'm I'm really love. Me too. <laughs> yeah, and so you know that's I find myself reading a lot of like books and yeah, stuff based yeah. on that, and and particularly when we're doing customer interviews and stuff, I really like, you know, you're 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 talking about the product, but you're also observing them as a, mm, a person yeah. too, and they're like picking up on different things. Um, uh, st- storytelling, I'd say, is is an important aspect as well. Um, you know, particularly when you're trying to convey things to the business, you need to tell a good story around, uh, you know, what the problems the customer is actually having and be able to convey that. You know, storytelling, I guess, feeds into communication as yeah, well. Yeah, I was just going to say that. Yeah. yeah. Um, and definitely organization um, is a big one. Um, like I said, there's so many different moving pieces, so many different inputs, and keeping everything organized and and on track and managed is is a is a task in itself mm. you know definitely mm. yeah and you enjoy your job very much well yeah. i can tell but like you're very passionate about it yeah but i'm curious to know like let's just say someone wants to get into product management yeah how do you know if it's for you 
Yeah, I mean, I mean, this like, I mean, I'm only doing product management three years, but it's something I actually thought about quite a lot, and mm-hmm. and I actually think um, there was a, a fear factor for me leaving engineering. You know what I mean? Because it was almost like a comfort zone. It's something I did for years. It's well paid. There's a lot of security there. You know, yeah. for me, it was it was quite safe. You know, and so um, one one way. Uh, that like led me to here, you know, just trying different things. And a great way where I recommend everybody to do, if you are interested in product is there's these things called startup weekends. Um, they're run by, uh, tech stars. And, and for me, when I did one of those weekends, it, it made my decision for me. Uh, I enjoyed it so much. I, I found myself almost taking on a project or product manager role within our team. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, it's very much a jam packed. It's not a. I wouldn't say it's a total real world scenario, um, but it gave you a, a taste for what it could be of like. What it's like, yeah. You know, and uh, it was a fantastic learning experience, mm-hmm. and and it really helped me make my decision. I was like, okay, this is it. This is it. This is it. <laughs> I'm going in. <laughs> uh, yeah, and and um, so I definitely recommend that. I'd say there's no, I'd say there's no clear path towards product management. Like there's. I think there actually is one course in Dublin now, but in general, there's not a, a lot of courses to like, you don't study product management, you know? Um, so yeah, I mean, like I said, people find going into it. It's, it's almost like a, I find a lot of people don't start as product managers. They kind of like not wind up being in it, but they, they go on the certain path that leads them to, to becoming a product manager, mm. you know? Um, so I'd say stay curious do what you're doing as well. Like talk to people about um, what the role is like. Give them a, like an idea of what uh, what it's like on a day to day basis, and um, and try some of these things. Like particularly Dublin, there's there's so a, much opportunity. There's, there's yeah. so much opportunity. The startup community is really nice mm-hmm. here, and uh, there's so many of these events. Uh, I think anybody who's doing a startup or you know in, in those sort of things are so passionate about about the areas and. There's so many people here will talk to you all day about these things, um, and that will give you a real good sense for what it's like, you know. Mm. And you mentioned like there's no actual course for product mm. management. Yeah. Well, maybe there is, but it's very yeah. little, basically. Yeah. And you said most people transition to product management yeah. from like let's just say a technical field. Yeah. But how do you just jump in straight to product management? Does that happen, or do you have to have a software engineering background? Do you have to no, have a data like, science background? Like, so what's I'd, the story I'd, with that? I'd say like having a technical background is definitely not a necessity mm-hmm. for being a product manager. So, um, you know, if we take HubSpot here, we have um, what we call an APM program, which stands for Associate Product Manager program, mm-hmm. and and people have joined that program from various different aspects of the business so you know we've people who were in customer support and people who were in uh in services in sales um Mm -hmm. even in marketing like from all aspects of the business have joined these programs um so uh like generally i'd say to 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 start product management in a company you kind of almost want to have one of three things uh, either you know a lot about the business and you understand a lot about the customer and the product already uh, or number two you have well actually maybe it's just two things number two <laughs> is that you already have product management experience so I think the way to kind of transition in, into it would be to keep your eye on 
like a company who either like has these sort of programs or has product managers and i bet if you talk to the people who are in those positions or how they started they started on a different area of the business and then moved into it you know so when you have a really good understanding of the customer and the product you can bring a lot to the table you can bring a lot of value to the table in terms of what you could bring to, to actually make a product so um that's how I find most people. And like I said, the mm. backgrounds of product managers are very different in different companies. I think like Facebook, I think a lot of those guys are are um come from a technical background, but um you know, it, I know in other companies it, they look for people who are more design focused and mm-hmm. have a design background. So, um yeah, there's no clear path, but I'd say definitely what I've seen here it's, you know, and and in other companies is, you know, people have you know, learned a lot about the business, learned a lot about the customer, and then can bring something to the table when it comes to product, and that's how they kind of start their career on product management then. Mm. Yeah. And you mentioned early on in the podcast that you yeah. wanted to do your own startup. Yeah. Did you have any ideas about that? Like, yeah, why like did you, the, you know? Yeah, like, I had it in my head, I may do my own startup. Because I feel startup. like it's very similar. Yeah, it's quite similar. I'd say, I'd say it's harder, you know? Um, you know, it's very, it's very different, mm. you know? Um, I think at the time when I when I was at that like fork, will I do this? Will I do that? I mean, my reason for not doing it was I didn't have a particular thing that I was like, I absolutely have to do this right now, and I'll be beating myself up if I didn't, you know. And so, yeah, this just felt like a better fit for me, and that's that's why I made a decision. I had like a couple of ideas, and I actually reached out to a friend of mine who, who you know has has his own startup, and and um one of the things he said to me is like well the first thing you should do is convince yourself not to do it and if you can convince yourself not to do it then you shouldn't do it and so what you know mm, that comes into is is like what really carries these people too like startups are so hard like it's it's a lot of grit and grind and and really hard work and really what carries you through and is is that passion for for bringing this new idea or this new solution to, to the world and it's that passion that carries you through so you know you're going to go through so many bumps and so many potholes on the road and and you need to have that passion for this thing uh in order to execute it to, to get to where it wants to be or where you want it because it's you know it's, it's gonna be a hard grind it's gonna be a couple of years before you get it anywhere really oh yeah you know yeah. so um i thought that was really good advice actually and and yeah the time was like yeah you're i can convince myself not to do this so that made my decision pretty easy for me you know but i think that's actually like very valuable like in anything you do like like a college course any job like yeah can you convince yourself not to do it and then if you can don't do it yeah i think that makes perfect sense i think it is and then you really see where your energy is gravitating towards and really what you want to do um yeah i think i think it was really good advice yeah Mm. Yeah. and especially now like there's so much opportunity out there's so much jobs available totally like, even in the future we don't even know the jobs like that are being created so yeah i think there's no reason not to do something you love like there's something out there but like yeah. you said before taste like go to these startup um yeah. conferences and I also events. Think it's, it's a change world anyway i think gone are the days where you're going to be doing the same role for like 40 years or 50 oh, years yeah, or whatever yeah. it is it's always so, changing, yeah. yeah so i mean um you know it, you know, I'd rather do something and if I fail, I fail. But, you know, you tried it. You know, you, you don't gain anything from not trying things, you know. So, um, but yeah, in, this, in, in that particular case, it's like, I, this is what I want to try right now. And I think in the future, if I did look at it, you know, the, the learning that I've had, 
in this role very much lends itself to to executing on something like that better in the future then you know mm. yeah and how do you keep up with the latest trends in product management and technology yeah. in yeah. just information in general like do you have any particular sources or people to yeah. come to mind i i am um, a couple of things like i read a lot of i think medium has their algorithm down pretty well for me yeah. actually <laughs> <laughs> so um and they're getting very close to me paying for it now i'd say <laughs> Uh, but um, I actually I read a lot of articles on Medium. Um, I end up reading a lot of things just shared on LinkedIn from people I I follow mm-hmm. quite a lot. Um, I look at Product Hunt quite a lot, um, and yeah, uh, there's just yeah probably a couple more websites I'm not thinking about um, where I get a lot of this information. And then also I'd say internally here. You know, we'd have a lot of like, you know, Slack channels where people are constantly sharing like different articles, different bits of news. So mm. you're getting it. There's just a, a feed from various just, different yeah. places um, <laughs> to really keep yourself up to date and, and learn about what's going on out there, you know? Mm. Yeah. And do you believe you can get into product management without a college degree? Because I feel like yeah. colleges, like I feel like big companies right now are starting to transition away from the whole college yeah. thing. And yeah. I feel like, you know, if you have a genuine passion for product, like if you always showed innovation, if you always showed communication, yeah. like all the skills you mentioned, yeah. do you think it's possible to get into product management without a degree? Absolutely. Absolutely. Like, you know, I think in particularly for tech companies. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Um, you know, but you'd have to you have to demonstrate. OK. But how do you demonstrate? Well, let's say, for instance, maybe you did a startup in an area that's similar to the company Mm. you know you you may not have a college degree Mm. but you've showed a a really good understanding for the problem really good intuition uh, of solutions for these problems and maybe you got it to market you had certain users maybe even sold it like maybe it was really successful and we need to demonstrate those skills you know right and i'd say you know uh, even in engineering here, like we we have engineers who don't necessarily have college degrees or are completely self-taught. So I think it's so cool. I think like oh, oh it's amazing. I've I, I so much respect for because yeah. it's doubly hard, especially when you're you know maybe you're doing a job and yourself teaching this thing with a view of doing this. Like hundred percent, it's yeah. amazing. So and it's great that the opportunities are given there to, mm. to for people who, who who want to go that path. It's, it's brilliant. Mm. Yeah. And is there any books or? documentaries or whatever to yeah. come to mind that you've often recommended to others yeah yeah um yeah there's there's loads of books i really enjoy. or perhaps gifted to other people yeah i really liked for for ideas around startups and what it actually is like i really like the book it's called the hard thing about hard things mm-hmm. yeah. um i thought that was really cool um i really liked um what's that book it's called by near Earl. Uh, it was about like addictive products. Um, why, why am I totally blank? Is it kind of marketing? No, no, no. Um, lean startup? No, it's not lean startup. Oh, I can even picture oh, the come, cover. Come to it come, eventually. Come to it. Yeah. We'll get back to it. Yeah. Um, I, re- I actually really love reading about uh, creative environments and what it takes to to foster creative environments. Mm-hmm. I really yeah. enjoyed Creativity Inc. I thought that was a great book as well. Um, and... For, for for actually one book I read before I did product, there's actually a really good book if you're doing product management interviews. I think it's called like How to Nail a Product Manager Interview. <laughs> very informative as it turns <laughs> out. Uh, very helpful. Um, uh, there's tons of books I'm probably forgetting here at the moment. Um, 
I'll, I'll send them on to you if you I send them on. Yeah, yeah, and I'll probably yeah. include them in show notes. I will yeah. include them in show notes. Yeah. And this might be a difficult question, but yeah. what would you say are the three biggest lessons that you've learned as a whole from doing product management? Yeah. Now, this might include like you know the personal skills you you gained, like some yeah. insights, perhaps just yeah. development. Like what what are the three lessons that you learned as a result? I think um, be humble is definitely a big one. Um, I think. You know, I had a sense of what the role entailed before I came into it, but it was very different from, you know, I think questions you're going to ask me there, like, do you come up with the ideas and stuff <laughs> like that? Yeah. You know, that's very much not the case. And I think a lot of people think that, you know. Yeah. And, and, uh, and you need to be prepared to be humbled and prepared to be wrong. I'm wrong a lot of the time. You know what I mean? And, and to, to really take that kind of feedback on board and be, uh, be ready to like change direction if you need mm. and to and to rip something up if we're totally wrong and not get too stubborn about like no no this is going to be the thing like <laughs> no you know it probably wasn't yeah. you know so i think humble um is a good one uh getting your communication right uh is a huge one and, and really working on those communication skills you know um it's such a huge one because you might think you know you might like say things to you know to your team or get things across and then a couple of weeks later you're like you're like why why is that happening i thought we were clear but you know that's on you like maybe yeah. you weren't clear enough or uh so getting all that right um it was huge and just just getting everybody on the same page like total alignment and everybody going in the same direction with no question marks total clarity is it's just so important for a product team to to really execute well you know um a third one, organization, getting your organizing skills. That was that was a big lesson for me, because um, I, 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 you know, I found as an engineer, like you mostly just have one input, and you're very much focused on one thing at a time, and and just how important it is to to organize all this information, getting all these inputs, and to get something together that really works for you, and to almost get your own process together. Um, was was a big lesson for me as well because mm. I genuinely hadn't been the most organized people or person <laughs> in roles previous to this but I really had to to get that together coming into this then you know mm. yeah and I'd like yeah. to touch on communication which you mentioned a couple of times throughout this podcast yeah um how do you like what is good communication how do you know if you effectively communicate with others like yeah. I'm sure like you know oh if people don't understand what you said but like I guess my real question <clears> is how do you improve your communication skills like yeah um I've definitely learned from other people, like when I'm watching other people do presentations mm -hmm. and and particularly if you're like, there's, I find there's like different levels of communication. There might be like one-to-one -one communication and, and that can be, that can be fine. Like that's mm. probably a bit easier. If you're trying to communicate to a group or to a crowd, like that's tougher to get your message across, yeah. whether it's through visuals, whether, you know, through a video, through sound, like whatever it is. And um i've definitely watched a lot of presentations over the years and really trying to like take pieces from these things i really like whether it's like a visual or or whether it's a stance or whether it's a delivery of the message yeah. um and so i've learned a lot from from just watching a lot of like who what i would deem really good communicators hmm. yeah and what about organization because that's also a crucial skill like you mentioned yeah how do you organize everything currently like right now yeah, I'd say for that, I'd say it was a lot of trial and error. 
Okay. Um, but is there any tools that you use or Yeah, you know, I've used a lot of tools and 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 generally what I use at kind of my high level organization still comes down to spreadsheets a lot of the time, you know? There's a lot of great tools out there. But I find myself and there's like so much information that sometimes I want to just siphon all up to a really high level uh, in a spreadsheet and I can see the status of all the different things and then maybe I can drill down to bring me into a different tool later on. So, you know, different tools I'd use would, like we mentioned Trello before, I use Google Sheets a lot. Mm, mm. Um, I um, We use like, you know, when we get down into kind of engineering work, we use like ZenHub, which is part of, github mm-hmm. uh to to organize um different bits of work for the team um they'd be the the three things i use i use like slack slack reminders and stuff quite a lot as well mm. um because it's such a handy way to just like a quick and easy way to remind me about this tomorrow and and uh stuff like that and then evernote i'd probably oh, use evernote that quite, great. quite a bit as well it, yeah yeah um maybe my main ones yeah mm. yeah and yeah. I, i'm conscious of your time so i'll just yeah. ask you a few more questions sure so what advice would you give to a uh, student, a uh, final year student in college yeah. who's about to graduate but is not really sure what they want to do, yeah. but they're very ambitious, they want to achieve, and they're not really sure where they're going? Yeah. What advice would you give to such an individual? Yeah, first thing I'd say is get yourself out there. Mm-hmm. You know, talk to people. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and try and get a feel for the industry and stuff as well. But I'd also say is you're never going to get a total feel for it until you just take a leap and try something. So what I'd say is first talk to people try and try and talk to many people in different disciplines as you can and and try and get a feel for what it's which like which is why this podcast was created why this podcast created <laughs> yeah and 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 based on that then kind of then go with i'd say your gut feeling is like this sounds like the thing i want to do now that may turn out to be not the case yeah but you'll find is then when you take that leap and get into the industry you'll start to find different roles you hadn't even heard of mm. you know coming out of college i didn't i don't even think i heard the word product management before you know what i mean so i was totally not aware of this role and it's only when i got into it and started seeing like you know working with product managers mm. going oh, i think i'd really like that actually yeah so you know talk to people go with your gut get into the industry and 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 stay curious right and and really keep an eye on you know not just people in your role but uh, what's happening around you as well and and talk to those people it's a never-ending learning experience so it's just important just to stay curious stay stay in a, in a headspace where you're willing to learn and and just go for it you know yeah you stay know? curious yeah, yeah um and let's just say there's a billboard and this billboard is just in the clouds everyone can yeah. see it so if you look up at the sky oh look there's a nice billboard yeah so what would you put up on that billboard for students for the whole world to see the whole world to see one message you may be a you may be a quote maybe whatever you can think of like some valuable that you can just uh, i mean one of the big things i'm a big fan of and uh, is just try and live in the moment you know um you know like as, as a student coming out like you can be thinking 10 20 years ahead but like who knows what's going to happen yeah then, you know so just live in the moment try and stay present enjoy yourself do what makes you happy but i feel like living in the moment is just key to that you know um that would probably be my my billboard i'd say yeah 100 percent. yeah well look thank you so much for coming on the show i really enjoyed the conversation and before we finish up is there anything out there that you like to mention to the listeners ending it all they like to say um 
can I plug something? You 100% can. All right, there's a friend of mine. Actually, speaking of billboards, his billboard is right outside there <laughs> at the moment. And so... Uh, spot European office, if everyone wants to see. Yeah, yeah. So um, <laughs> this is a shameful plug, but uh, his name is Delush. He's got a new single out at the moment called um, The Greatest Gift. I encourage everybody to listen to it. So, uh, And it is actually part of that message, living in the moment, all that's part of the song. So I, I go ahead and check it out. Amazing. Yeah. Well, look, thank you so much for coming on. No worries. Thanks for having me. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, it'd be pretty cool if you shared it with your friends or anyone else who you think would benefit from it. You can find all the show notes by going to the website chasingpassion.e. That is chasingpassion.e. Thank you for listening today and I hope you enjoyed the episode.